Welcome to a special month of Art Drama Mama episodes. In honor of April Fools, we'll be doing four special episodes over art world pranks led by our own llama, Sandra. Without further ado, here's this week's episode. Okay, guys, I'm going to be perfectly transparent with y'all. So while this week's event, I feel was more of like a statement rather than a prank, I wanted to cover it anyway because it blew up in this artist's face uh, rather than succeeding like previous prank we covered and the other ones we're going to cover. Ooh, an unsuccessful prank. Yeah. That's quite yeah. a prank. I feel the reason why it wasn't unsuccessful is because they tried. <laughs> and I feel like when you don't try, things just like turn out like how you want them to be. Speaking as a person who has tried and failed multiple times. All right. Anyway, I also, for transparency sakes, I don't particularly, I guess I'll say like this artist. I don't hold them a high esteem if we want to be professional. Ooh, I wonder who it could be. I mean, I hope you don't like him. So I will say that, you know, if you're going to make an argument that this episode and the script I wrote for it was kind of biased, I mean, I'm not going to fight you with it because it was because I don't care much for this artist. But like I said, I'm going to cover this because this specific thing blew up in their, in their face. Sounds good. I mean, okay. I think it's good to be transparent with the audience. We'll always have biases, but it's good exactly. to say that Yeah, I'm upfront about it. So y'all can say whatever, but I was up front. <laughs> anyway, uh, so who's involved? So I don't know if you all heard of this artist since they're pretty low key, you know? But have you ever heard of Banksy? Oh, yes. The so low key. Yeah. So okay, unknown. I'll be really honest. I've only heard of him whenever you guys have talked about him. <laughs> like being like some kind of like, prankster artists where they just leave like art pieces in places but like before that I had not heard of Banksy I don't know anything about Banksy beyond what you guys have said in the past wow Chica so I live under a rock um my friend called me the biggest boomer of them all the other day so wow now you know know. the more you know you're even boomer than the boomers yeah Oh, heck no. Vartika's too chill for that. Does that mean if she's a boomer to the boomers, does that make her anti-boomer then? So you should, in theory, be even less boomer because two negatives make a positive. Oh, I was going for like more boomer than the boomers would be like, I think the silent generation came before the boomers, but I'm not sure (laughs) whoever came before that. Wait, no, maybe the silent generation was like the 1920s and 30s. I don't know. Yeah, I thought they were like the post-war. Anyway, we digress. Which post-war though? (laughs) World War War II. (laughs) We digress. Yes. Okay. So we just found out Vertica is an entity that just, (laughs) she's, she's, she's seen it all. She's seen it all. Apparently. 
Did you like meet all these artists we talk about? Yeah, my dreams. And my dreams. Okay, okay. Well, anyway, uh, so the super low key artist Banksy, right? For those of you who don't know, <laughs> like Boomer Bartika. According to Google, Banksy is an English-based street artist, political activist, and film director. Uh, but this artist's whole gimmick is that his real name and identity is a secret, which is why they go by Banksy as a kind of pen name. Yeah, should we talk about some of Banksy's more famous pieces of art? Um, I think what most people probably know him by is like the graffiti of the girl holding the red balloon. Or he made like a... Aren't you getting a little ahead of yourself? No. This is like okay. the famous work. Okay, okay. It's been replicated a lot, but that I think that's what most people know him by. Okay. I remember he like he was like a big, big deal back when we were in high school when he made that whole Dismal Land. Yeah, that's what I was going to mention as well. Yeah. And you know, we were young, so not to say that I guess I, I lived under a rock back in high school, too. <laughs> Sorry. Well, you are the silent generation, so you only communicate through, like, um, what's it called? Morse code. <laughs> oh, right. That's the only way you get your news from. You only get your news from Morse code. <laughs> and telegrams. Yeah. Which I don't even, I don't know how to use Morse codes. So. Wow. She, Bartika's from the Stone Age. Anyway. <laughs> so he made like Disneyland and it was like this big deal. Like, ugh, he's like sticking it to the Disney idea of like a perfect world. And I was like, okay, dope, dope. I'm, I'm, I'm in my pre or my baby woke phase. So this was not, like, not necessarily impressive, but like, all right, I'll support. And I checked it out. I'm like, this was the lamest thing ever. You ain't saying nothing, man. Anyway, uh, where was I? So he uses Banksy as a pen name, right? But I mean, in on Google, it tells you who his spouse is. So I mean, how how hidden is this man's identity? If you can like identify the spouse, I feel like if you're gonna be this like covert person, your whole like network of friends and loved ones should be like covert too yeah that's really weird because i'm pretty sure like marriage are marriages are public record so you could just look up his spouse's name to find who banksy is no yeah i mean there you go guys our drama drama cracked it (laughs) we cracked it (laughs) just go on like the english public records or maybe that's just an american thing who knows Oh, you're right. You're well, right. I mean, for Artemisia Gentileschi, like all her rape trials and her marriage and stuff like that was recorded in the Florentine court. Okay, but she so was Italian, it. right? Yeah, that's Italy. <laughs> yeah, but like Italy, Italy Europe, difference. <laughs> well, I mean, it's Europe. Oh, so now you're generalizing all the Europeans? Yeah, Ireland like, also isn't part of the Manchi. EU anymore, Manchi. So Yeah, but they used to be. Just because they exited in 20 brexit <laughs> all right to all our european listeners just know that me and bartika know that y'all are very very distinct individuals very yes i'm not saying they're not distinct i'm just saying their record keeping is probably more similar no then- i'm just playing with you because how they're all like we're very different and i'm all like bro all y'all white get out of 50 here shades of vanilla off white okay i'm done now i'm not gonna go into too much detail about this artist and 
like what their background is because honestly they kind of deserve their own episodes since he's a he's a pretty polarizing figure in the art world and like the graffiti scene this is mainly due to how a lot of people see his quote-unquote activism as kind of performative fake deep and he uses stencils for his graffiti which is kind of a no-no in the graffiti scene or at least you know a pretty polarizing tool in and of itself so a lot of people feel that his work isn't really deserving of the attention and fame it, it gets compared to other artists anyways his art is satirical and subversive of epigrams that combine dark humor with graffiti and a stenciling technique to make political and social commentary so now that you know who this artist is and kind of what his whole shtick is about let's get to what statement he made and what this whole episode is about now so, that tika is no longer under her rock yeah okay <laughs> Now that we've caught you up in the past century, Ratika. <laughs> it's like one of those um, clips that you see where they're just, oh, no, no. I don't know if you guys have seen The Flash, but like he reads books so fast. He just <laughs> through the whole thing. That's basically what just happened. I was going to say Steve Rogers, when he came out of the ice and he had the book and the list of things he was he needed to ca- catch up on. Maybe you guys should make that for me. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> all I got was Marvin Gaye that was you gotta listen to Marvin Gaye that's all I remember from that so back to Banksy on the evening of October 5th the year spookiest month the show be I thought it was Sotheby's Southern Southern yes so on the evening of October 5th the year spookiest month the Sotheby's uh an auction company that is one of the world's largest brokers of fine art and decorative art jewelry, real estate, and collectibles uh, was holding an auction. And one of the works of art um, that it was that was being auctioned that night was Banksy's painting, Girl with Bloom. Which uh, was yes. first callback to yeah. the beginning. <laughs> which man she is. Yeah. Man, she <laughs> That's why you were future. looking at her like, man, she. Yeah. I was like, man, she, shut up. <laughs> I mean, it's his most famous piece. Um, you're like, that's so Raven. You had like a little flashback, like, <gasps> you're like, I know what's going to be covered this week. You know, uh, I was thinking about that show yesterday <laughs> because I'm pretty sure it was like, she would have a vision, then she would try to affect things so that vision didn't happen, but the vision would happen anyway. So yes. I'm like, her life is just, I'm pretty sure that if she didn't do anything, then the vision would happen regardless. So it just kind of, shows you how meaningless life is and that we have no any we that we don't have any sort of free will all right uh now that nihilist manchi <laughs> kind of set the mood i just had uh, to put that out there you know well okay i feel like it's this kind of like for greek legends when it's like i went to this like palm reader or sorcerer or whatever i went to this lady who told me my future and it's like my son's gonna kill me when he's older so you know what i did i sent him away it's all like okay dude like you have that option to take precaution or you can be like you know what if this is gonna happen i'm a vibe i'm gonna do the best to my ability to be whatever kind of person i am till that happens and if it's meant to be it's meant to me i wanted to fucking know my future this is what I get because I feel because my theory is, OK, if you go that way, then, you know, if things turn out the way they were going to turn out, OK, whatever. And if not, it was because, you know, you just accepted it. Right. 
so so my theory my thought is do things these people tell you about your future do they happen because of them telling you your future so like a self-fulfilled prophecy or were they going to happen anyway you know so it's like a schroeder's cat yeah our lives are all just planned out from the moment you're born and so even if you try to change something like we've been saying it'll still happen regardless because it's been planned out that way does it happen you think you're gonna change something Ah, like I'm kidding, right. I'm kidding. Go ahead, go ahead. Go ahead. <laughs> <laughs> okay, well, I mean, I was just going to say. No, I'm sorry. Go ahead. <laughs> I thought that would be funny. I didn't mean to discourage you. Go ahead. <laughs> if you're going to take, like, if you have two choices and you think, oh, I'm going to do this thing, that, but then you're like, wait, this is already planned. But then you try to take that other choice. But that's also already planned, like your decision of like going back and forth between the two. I don't know if that made sense. You can cut this out. (laughs) (laughs) No, it's okay. Uh, Well, as a control freak in the sense that like, I just want to have control over my life. I'm going to choose to ignore that. Anyway. (laughs) No, I'm kidding. I don't know. I feel like it's, it's like that whole like thing everybody's into now, like manifestation. I feel like if you like, like you keep thinking about this or you keep, you know, saying stuff like, I'm going to fail this test. I'm going to fail this test. Then you're manifesting it. Like you're making it happen, you know? Yeah. Well, but I, think- I, I, I feel like it's half and half. Some things are predetermined, like no matter what they're going to happen, but I feel like other things can, you, you have the choice to change, you know? Yeah. I mean, I think the Greek belief was that because they knew their future, and they actively chose to change it. That's why the prophecy happened. But if they didn't know the prophecy, then it wouldn't happen. All right. So our drama llama, you heard it first here. You heard it here first. Don't go find out your future. Just vibe out. Just let it be. <laughs> Don't yeah, be like Percy be. Jackson and go seeking the oracle in the attic of the big house or whatever. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Back to uh, girl with the balloon. <laughs> okay, back to girl with the balloon. Sorry, girl, that we took away your little spotlight. <laughs> okay, so they were holding an auction and they were selling one of Banksy's paintings, Girl with Balloon, which was first created by him as a stencil uh, street art piece in 2002. Also, as a side note, uh, since I didn't know this, and I feel that a lot of people also don't, the specific image of a girl holding a heart-shaped balloon uh, is apparently a world-renowned image seen as a symbol of political protest and was used during the building of the Israel-Palestine segregation barrier in 2005 and the Syrian civil war in 2014. Oh, I actually had no idea. I mean, I knew it was, um, like, people thought it was a really powerful message, but I didn't know it rooted in specifically that issue. So it's interesting. Mm-hmm. Also, I'm dumb and I forgot to mention this October fifth evening was in 2018. Awesome reporting here. Awesome reporting here for <laughs> professionals. So for all of y'all fact checkers, this was in 2018. Okay, y'all just, need to correct me. Less than three years ago. That's insane. That feels like a millennia ago. It does. <laughs> that is insane. That is the age of a toddler, like a growing human. Okay, anyway. You just said Banksy's prank is a growing human, is a three, is a two and a half year old toddler. Exactly. 
Exactly. So I felt that this little tidbit was important to add because I thought this was just some of like Banksy's fake mumbo jumbo that like people go along with and like, this is deep. But as it turns out, this image has actual symbolic meaning and it isn't, it isn't tied and, and it isn't him trying to be like woke, you know? Anyways, Banksy secretly built a shredder into this painting that triggered itself to self-destruct immediately after it sold at the 2018 Southern Bees auction for approximately $1.4 million. A shredder? Like a paper shredder? Yeah. Like what? it was a... So, okay, so when you see a picture of the artwork, it's inside this really big frame, right? And the shredder was put under the frame, or I guess like inside of the frame, but like in the bottom part. So once it sold, it just shredded. How was that triggered though? Was there, did he have like a button or something? Well, article said it was like self-destruct. Like it automatically like did it, I guess. Uh, also like a timer type of thing i guess uh i guess that's what they implied but i remember seeing this a lot like back in the day in social media and a lot of people were saying that somebody um like either he had to be there or one of his like associates or you know people within his circle was mm -hmm. there and like pressed a little like remote and like uh, that's what caused it okay mm -hmm. Yeah, yeah, I don't so think the timer is realistic because for it to be perfectly the moment it's sold that it starts shredding, that's like, that's really some Raven capabilities right there. <laughs> mm -hmm. yeah. Even if it was like, I guess, voice triggered, I mean, how many things were sold before that piece? If, right. if, if, if the word sold was told this the first time, it would have just, you know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, I think it had to be triggered by somebody there. Mm-hmm. Mm -hmm. Which I mean, keep keep that little tidbit in mind, okay? Okay. This this whole speculation on the on the triggering. Oh. Uh, so then on his Instagram account, Banksy posted a video clip of this event, which, by the way, was viewed more than ten million times within a couple of days, and with the caption quoting Pablo Picasso, "The urge to destroy is also a creative urge." I had Instagram by that point. How did I not see this stuff? For th those of y'all who don't know me, I got Instagram fairly late compared to everyone else. Um, it was, yeah, it was only a few years ago that I got Instagram. So I also got Snapchat back in the day, but it was after <laughs> all my friends. So I do live under a rock. Oh, but yeah, okay. I'll cut you some slack because I feel like Instagram is really hard to spread and use on. But we were also in art history. In 2018? Oh, no. I was not. <laughs> no, we were in college. I yeah, I was going to yeah. say, this was either like the summer of 2018. No, wait, no, never mind. It wasn't because we graduated in 2016. I'm stupid. Yeah. Yeah. This was, and okay. this was October 2018. So we were. We were either uh, sophomores. No, we were juniors. Okay. Yeah. October, yeah, we were juniors. Wow. Anyway. It feels so long ago, but it really wasn't. <laughs> we old guys. Well, Vartika's just ageless, apparently. <laughs> apparently. <laughs> but you and me, you and me, Manchi, we're aging at our appropriate lifespans. Yeah, normal speed. Mm-hmm. Remember, I'll catch up. <laughs> huh? Or you no. guys are catch up. 
Well, that or just remember us, Vartika. When you continue living into the future. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Or it's if you the meet... uh, Hunger Games thing. <laughs> you raise up your three fingers? Yeah. Um, okay, sorry. We keep distracting you. Um, it's, no, it's okay. It's okay. Remember us uh, when you meet like our reincarnations. Yeah. Drop some like weird shit. Like say say that phrase I used to say all the time in high school. What was it? Funky fresh. Just say that to me and not, <laughs> like my reincarnation. And see if it like unlocks anything. I'll make sure to remember that. Okay. So the whole point of the stunt was to make some anti-establishment remark, and as uh, Kenny Shackner puts it, which is a columnist for the website Artnet.com. A mild protest prank mocking the moneyed who get to laugh back and make more. So this this ties in into his whole like I'm woke <laughs> type of brand, right? Mm-hmm. Um, like haha, I stuck it to the man by even getting into an auction in the first place. So what was the um, aftermath, right? Annoyingly enough, the painting's price went up even higher than what it was brought up for and the buyer decided to keep the painting what the heck yeah yeah they were like for a shredded like beat up painting who even is this guy to have such a reputation that's what i'm saying i'm all like i'm like there are levels to to this to be fair the painting is only half shredded it's like half of it is like shredded on the bottom and then the top half so it's half garbage (laughs) (laughs) I'm sorry, Banksy. <laughs> Somehow, apparently, we know you. He's going to uh, blacklist us. Oh, yeah. Can't oh, purchase one. any of his paintings. Become like Anish Kapoor. Oh, my gosh. Make it a niche market for Banksy. Oh, my God. <laughs> Jesus Christ. <laughs> Moving when- on. What happened after that? Somebody bought it still, even though it was half shredded. Okay. Well, they, they had bought it beforehand and then they just decided to keep it uh, anyway. I so mean, the, No, go ahead, go ahead. Yeah. What else? I mean, I don't know if the auction house is going to refund you for that, so. I don't know. I feel like, you know, this is like a uppity institute, right? And I'm pretty sure, like, the more uppity you are, the more, like, prone to tantrums you are. <laughs> so I'm pretty sure if, like, somebody made a big, like, a big enough stink about it, they'll be like you don't even gotta pay us man like it's chill we get it (laughs) just just please don't like put a little smudge in our name so what you're saying is that the art collector who went home with the painting could have made up a fuss and maybe gone the Banksy painting for free oh oh, Uh, whoever you are that's one way to look at it yeah (laughs) we're better scammers (laughs) Mm -hmm. we should be a scamming podcast Oh man, how to so, scam people out of expensive yeah, paintings? How to scam the man? That'd be even more like valuable than what Banksy did with this or attempted to do. Anyway, so the buyer, who a lot of the articles that I read described as a female European collector and a long-standing client of the Show Them Bees, had this to say about the whole ordeal: When the hammer came down last week and the work was shredded. I was at first shocked, 
but gradually began to realize that I would end up with my own piece of art history. That's really cool. Yeah. Looking back, I mean, or I guess after hearing what she said, it makes more sense why she would think to keep it and not be like, ah, I don't want it anymore. Well, like back to Matt, man, she said she could have been like, and then just kept it for free. Or yeah, I mean, yeah, that too. It would have been still worth the same amount. But I mean, it basically went up in price anyway. So, oh. I mean, she still won at the end of the day. It's true. So it goes back to what they say. If you want to have a good life, get anywhere in life, you should have just been born rich. <laughs> That's not what I was expecting you to say. Yeah. But yes. So, I mean, props to this lady living the life that was predestined for her anyway. Back to our side conversation. Oh, wow. It's just the world is made out of circles, man. Okay. <laughs> we're very we're not just an art history podcast, we're a philosophical podcast. Dang straight. Phil- mm-hmm. Philosophy, art history, scamming. <sighs> we're so, the whole package. We're the yeah. whole package. <laughs> we got an immortal being on this pa- on this podcast too. Mm. You can't get that anywhere else. Oh. <laughs> is this the a joke of this episode? <laughs> Well, I don't know. We'll leave it to Manchi when she says her uh, signature sentence. I'll think about it. Okay, so after she said that, um, what happened next? The painting was renamed Love is in the Bin, and it went around being displayed at museums and talked about in a bunch of fancy, important talks about art. Yeah. Banksy claims that the reason why it went up in value was because the canvas wasn't totally shredded and was instead just partially shredded. Since some of this, since some of it is still inside of the frame while the rest of it is hanging off of the bottom of the canvas. And in a video titled Shredding the Girl in Balloon, the director's cut, a caption explains him saying, in rehearsals it worked every time. He also claims that he put the batteries uh, inside of the shredder in 2006. Which people were kind of like, oh, okay, sure. Because that would mean that the baddies were inside the shredder for like 12 years. Okay, yeah, they would definitely, I don't know if it's oxidation or what happens, but like whenever batteries go bad, all the stuff comes out and like all this white stuff. So yeah, there's no way he put them back in 2006. Also, it's a, like in rehearsals that worked every time. So I'm like, do you just have like a bunch of prints of this or did you put other artworks? Did you use that same shredder in other places or did you like put different things inside of that frame the painting was in to make that sure was it your uh, scientific method, your whole experimental process. Give us the whole rundown. Yeah, the yeah. Report? <laughs> exactly. Clear your name, Banksy. The immortal being Vartika demands it. Oh. Are you going to like most Morse codes him? Or do you know how to DM? Hey, I've learned how to DM now. <laughs> I don't okay, need okay. to learn Morse code. We skipped over that stuff. Okay, okay. So there was a lot of speculation about how he even pulled this off. And people started to suspect that the Southern Bees was in on it because usually artwork is taken out of the frame and examined. And then instead of being hung on a wall, put on an easel. Obviously, the company denied that they were in on it and made a statement that said, when we asked the artist studio about removing the work from its frame during the cataloging process, we were expressly told not to. We were told that the frame, which was glued, was an integral was integral to the work. Breaking it would damage the work and negatively impact the artistic value. 
This is not unusual considering Lucio Fanta's uh, lacquer frames or George Kondo's frames that include labels on the back saying, do not remove from frame. If you remove the frame, you violate the artist's wishes and destroy the artwork. Our catalog entry for the work describes that the work as is in artist's frame. The certificate we received from the artist studio stated that the frame was integral to the piece. And even a representative of the Sudanbees uh, is like recorded like on an article saying, how the work was handled and presented in the sale on the night never featured in our discussions regarding commission rates. And there were no stipulations with the frame connected to our co-assignment agreement. Yeah. So the Sotheby's was not in on it. So then. How? That's what they claim. That's what, think, that's what they're. I, I'm inclined to believe them. I'm inclined I to mean, believe them. I, I genuinely don't have an opinion on whether they were in on it or not. I mean, if it's all these posh institutions, I feel like they just, you know, they could just cover things up, sweep it under the rug. Yeah. So even like, if they were in on it, you would never know. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. That's why I'm like, I mean, I genuinely don't care because at the end of the day, it's like, this is going on in a level of society that, you know, I'm not part of and probably never will be, you know? So yeah. whether whether they actually like being up upstanding people and being like, oh, well, we respect the, I mean, the artist wishes, okay, good for them. But whether they're like, you know, sweeping it under the rug, I mean, I would not be surprised, which is why I'm like, I mean, I, I have no opinion. This event happened at the end of the day, you know? Well, but don't you think it diminishes Banksy's meaning if it turned out that So the Bees was in on it? Well, first you have to believe he's not a joke. <laughs> yeah, but even jokes can make meaningful statements. I guess when they like stop deciding to be clowns. Okay, I'm done. <laughs> I feel okay, again, I like anything in this world, it's subjective, right? So the value, how much something is valued, a lot of the time is subjective. Okay, so I feel that if you are a true Banksy fan and you hold this man and his work to a, a certain esteem, high esteem, you know, any type of esteem, and it comes out that, yes, the Southern Beast was in on it, then yeah, totally. It diminishes whatever value that had to you, you know, whatever yep. value people that esteemed him had. But if you're like me, where you're just like, mm, okay, whatever, then I mean, nothing happened. Like, it already didn't have value to you, and it continued to not have value. If anything, it just adds to the fact why you were correct in not putting value onto this uh, man's work, you know? Yeah, I see what you're saying. Mm -hmm. But I think it's still a good proxy conversation for other scenarios where you might be in the position where you really highly regard an artist and you find out that whatever they did or not even an artist but somebody 
whatever they did was against the morals that you held them in high esteem for. I agree. I mean, look at JK Rowling. Yeah. So I I agree with what you're saying, but for this specific like (laughs) incident, it was already worthless to me and it just continues to be worthless. (laughs) Me specifically. Okay. Fair enough. Me specifically. So I'm on team. This just proves why people dislike this man. If yeah. it comes out that the Southern Bees was in on it. Fair enough. Okay. It's, you know, I feel like if it comes out, and it's like, okay, guys, okay, guys, it's been a few years. We're going to come out with the truth. Then it'll just, you know, give more credit and more of a leg to stand on on people who are like, not like pro Banksy, I guess. All of this in mind, we will go into more detail next week because this episode's already getting a little bit long. And uh, I, I, there's just so much detail to go on to what the aftermath is. So just think of this as like the prelude to what you're about to hear. Who I can't wait to find out who actually did it or if we know who was in on it and who wasn't. Well, you know, just keep yourself at the edge of your seat for a week. What a cliffhanger. <laughs> yep. Yep, yep, yep. So, as of now, Southern V's claims innocence. Any thoughts on what's going on so far? Even though, you know, you already heard my, I guess, little soapbox speech. I mean, I'm inclined to think that Southern V's didn't know just because I would like to think that Banksy still has his uh I wouldn't I guess they're not morals but still has his beliefs and his wants to keep his meaning pure okay but also also never mind sorry sorry also I think it just is kind of funny if he did manage to pull a fast one on an on a like one of the world's largest art institutions Okay, but did he pull a fast one? Because the the price, like, went up. Then his whole point was to show how, like, it's all subjective. Like, you shouldn't, like, hold such material things, like, to such a high standard, you know? Yeah, but, I mean, I think it's just funny that, like, they didn't catch it. (laughs) Oh, okay, okay, okay. Yeah. Like, the, the... the, okay, 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 okay. The examination process. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'll take the other stand. Oh, sorry. No, 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 go ahead. I was going to say, or did they catch it? Mm-hmm. Yeah, I was going to say, I'll take the other stance because there's no way they didn't inspect the thing. And like a painting, it's a canvas, right? How are you going to install a shredder out there? Like, I'm just imagining one of those office shredders that's just like sitting there behind the painting and then it just yeah. starts shredding it. So there's there's no way they didn't know. I don't know. I feel that's like- what I think. I feel like it would be heavy too. Like when you're handling it, you'd be like, why is the bottom like Yeah, slightly... unless it's in like some like huge box thing. Like what I mean, you... it, it isn't a huge box thing. It's like yeah. if you look at the oh, uh, okay. image, it's like the painting or the frame is quite a bit distance from the wall. So it's like reasonable that there could be a shredder. Mm-hmm. Um, but I mean, also like, I'm sure they see tons of crazy stuff all the time. And they're like, if Banksy says, 
not to open the frame and look inside of if it. If Banksy says, if it was some <laughs> other artist, then I mean, I'm sure. If, I'm sure if any other artist who was going to be auctioned in their auction house was like, don't. That's true. Don't They're probably some big book. artist as well. Yeah. But I don't know. I don't know. Also, articles like against Banksy were like this frame for like what the painting was was ridiculously big how did they not catch it they should have known something was up yeah but it's also Banksy you know because he's so unpredictable it's like you know he's gonna pull some stuff but you don't know what yeah that's his shtick I remember for like a time there was that whole I think it was like almost like a meme like uh is that a Banksy yeah Wow, I don't remember that either. (laughs) Vartika, live in the 21st century. Okay, guys. Oh, my gosh. (laughs) That's it for us. Uh, Tune in next week and see if uh, we were able to catch up Vartika on the past millennia's events. Um, And maybe she finally got other socials (laughs) other than Instagram and Snapchat. Yep, yep, yep. Oh, uh, Manchi, you come up with a sentence? I mean... I think I'm just going to be, I'm just going to be cliche and go, that's so Banksy. Lame. (laughs) You have, you have a week to come up with another one. All right. The entity has ruled. Yeah. Gotta listen listen to the entity. Oh my God. Mm -hmm. All right, guys. Entity out. Well, with that, um, if you have any stories that you would like us to cover, email us at artdramalama at gmail.com. Follow us on Facebook, Twitter. Our Twitter handle is artdramalama. And on Instagram, where our handle is also artdramalama. And we also have a Patreon, which is also artdramalama. Lastly, thank you for joining us. And we hope we can continue looking beyond the galleries with you all next time. Bye, llamas. Bye.